three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome back to the long-anticipated reunion tour of Mark and Josh. I am Josh of – hold wait your turn – of the uh, Common Counterpart. And I'm Mark, and it's reunion time. It's what, what? Reunion time. It is. Hey. Sorry. <sighs> People think that we live here. They think, you know, when, when they see me on the streets, like, hey, how come you're not in your little podcast world, you know, making podcast dinner? And uh, they don't realize that we live in the real world. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, but I do feel like we have missed... Missed a couple weeks. And some opportunities to talk about real, some significant items. Well, that's how it goes, right? Right. Like, if we would have been releasing every week, nothing in the world would have happened. Yeah, well... So is this our fault? You know, we need to give the world a chance to catch up. Is our pause <laughs> the cause of geopolitical change? I think so. Well, if that's the case, I don't know if I can bear that load on my shoulders. I think what has what has really rocked my world. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, apparently, Fresh, the Fresh Prince, smacked Chris Rock. Christopher Rock. Christopher Rock. Yeah. Now, I do want to get your take. Uh-huh. This is not a pop podcast, but a what? What pop? I don't know. Pop culture. Oh, pop, got it. Whatever. Okay. Uh. I was over it two seconds after it happened. Now, here's the reason why. And you don't know because mm-hmm. you're a dinosaur. But on social don't media, <laughs> they don't exist. Uh, on social media, the memes, the uh-huh. things, people's reactions, people's stuff, it, it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. And you really get a sense of like how thirsty the news cycle was for something new. Or something other than $5 gas prices. Yes. Other than you. inflation, other than that, mm-hmm. other than, you know, foreign policy. Like, mm-hmm. even if you go to the gym and you just, like, scan across the TVs, right, you yeah. get just a plethora of different options. Point for big word. Uh, they were all the same thing. It was just the still of him getting yes. hit. Well, he, give me thoughts. Because, honestly, we haven't talked about this. I hate the celebrity culture. Okay. I don't I feel mind. Like, I feel like our audience is aware of that. Okay. Okay. Well, you hate most things. No, I don't hate most. I, I, listen, Michael Jordan, phenomenal athlete. By the way, we have we also have something else to talk about. We've got some sad news. I think our our. Oh yeah, we do. But let's do this first. Okay. Um. So I liked watching it take place. I love too that somebody from the Oscars knew once Will Smith smacked Chris Rock, they knew that he won Best Leading Actor. So, you think they were just grinning? So I, they knew, like, dang it, this guy just assaulted our comedian on stage, and we know that he's going to win best male. Yeah, best male actor, right? Yeah. And then for Hollywood to be so trigger warning and microaggressions, to see that, uh, and then they have to stand and applaud. Uh, it's a hypocrisy okay, so infinite. Th- but did that anger you, or did it just make you look at them like this is the stupidity on this display? is the stupidity of it? Because that's that's a big thing they brought up, right? Like everything is so to the left in Hollywood, mm-hmm. yet they stood up and applauded when someone mm-hmm. hit someone. Right. Uh, now, I, a couple things. Uh, I think that they should reenact this very scene, the following, because you know numbers are going, viewership is going up next year well they needed it like yes. i don't know if you follow award shows they are dying well like 
when was the last time you bought a newspaper? I mean, that's that's for sure. There's just some media that doesn't need to live longer. But name like no one's watching this. No one's no one's watching. I guess people are watching. They literally just watch these movies because mm-hmm. they're nominated for Oscars. And that is the worst reason to watch a movie. For sure. But I will say two things. Um, I do think they should reenact the the same thing, but this time instead of Chris Rock, it's the rock giving the same joke. I don't think Will Smith is coming up. No. But um, you know, I kind of go deep into the interwebs, and I, I did hear, I guess, after the, uh, the assault, the police did talk to Chris Rock, and forensics investigators showed up. And uh, did you hear what they found on him? If you say what I think you're going to say right now, I'm walking Fresh out of this. Prince, yep, baby. I'm walking out of this <laughs> podcast right now. You are the oldest man ever. You saw that coming? Uh, yeah. You I already did, heard it. I heard it. It's pretty funny. Okay. Um, here's my take, my hot take. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Will Smith has been dragged up and down through the media via mm-hmm. his wife, yeah. via Red Table Talk, via spilling all of their innermost issues and insecurities and problems of their marriage mm-hmm. to the entire world. Mm-hmm. And I think that he just finally got to the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I wish he would have reacted differently. I do like Will Smith. Me too. I, I think that he's, you know, for what he does, he's good. Um, it's real tough. This, oh, yeah. this is going to be a hard one. He doesn't press charges. Yeah. Chris Rock doesn't. He's a comedian. I feel like he handled it mm-hmm. the best way that you possibly could. I don't T- think that they're talking about his response enough. I do feel like, and, and Will, Will said this too, nothing is off limits. Yeah. You're an actor. Like, this is what you sign up for. Yeah. And also, the comedian roasts everybody every year. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. Right. This, is, this is what they get paid for. Yeah. And Chris Rock's one of the best. Yeah. And I I really do feel bad. Um, definitely over it. I'm very excited to see if SNL uh, decides to spoof oh, this one. Because wouldn't that be the ultimate? You know, you SNL is a little lefty-lefty themselves. Yeah, but, and Chris Rock didn't get a lot of love when he was uh, on the show. He had to fight hard yeah. to get some uh, some skits. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Okay. But anyway, that happened. Yes. On to sad news. O- on to sad news. Um, Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. Uh, I was... Sad and disappointed, read up on a few things, and I got to say, he is the Lance Armstrong of drug use. He is, and, I, and he was in, he was never uh, in the dark about that. Oh, I didn't know that. No, he overdosed, I think in 2003, if I'm not mistaken, and almost died. I had no idea. And um, Dave Grohl never left his side. I mean, they, I, it's what's sort of un, like ironically unfun is that I just finished Dave Grohl's book. Okay. Probably a month ago. And there are some really cool stories um, about him and Taylor. Okay. And the stuff that they went through. Because they've been, they've been together from the beginning. They, they good friends. Okay. They they go back a while and, you know, families and kids and it's, it's awful, right? It's terrible. It is. And I've all, his, his energy uh, as a drummer, his personality so uh, fun. He was such a great guy, and he will be missed. Yeah, and I just, I th- you know, it's, I immediately got selfish and thought that I'm so glad that I went and saw. They just came through a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to go because I'm like, eh, I already went and saw them like a year or two ago on the last tour, and I was like, I, I'm good. And then I decided to go, and I loved it. Taylor does this really great thing with Queen, and Grohl gets on the drums, and, and Taylor sings. 
Like the Queen the Band? Queen the Band. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so it's this really fun segment during the show. You really get to see Taylor's personality. Uh-huh. Uh, and what's funny is I immediately thought of you. Because you also have experienced Losing a the drummer? loss of a drummer <laughs> of one of your favorite bands. Neil Peart, yeah. Neil right. Peart, yeah. And, and they brought that up too. You know, people have been talking about that, like these big, these huge drummers that mm-hmm. were more than than the role that they played behind the kit. Yeah. Now Neil Pert, as I understand it, at one point was a huge pot connoisseur. Before that was a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the songs are about weed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you and I would agree that a creative mind or an entrepreneurial mind is so far out of the box that drugs, substance abuse really weird lifestyles just kind of come along it's come along with it i think human nature you get put in those situations it's Mm -hmm. very tough yeah um and really sad for them they i saw that uh they won some grammys Uh uh-huh they weren't there uh for them of course but um yeah it'll be interesting to see what it what happens but Mm -hmm. um if you like rock music if you like um biographies of any type storyteller by Dave Grohl is really good, mm-hmm. and not just because of Taylor, but just learning what he's been through. Mm-hmm. It's he's a stud. He's and, one of the last rock stars left. And uh, you and I texted about this. Dave Grohl is a member of two of the most influential bands in yeah, the last forty and, years, and they're still go- and they're still going. So, yeah. um, well, it's that's a, the news segment. Yeah, which we didn't plan on doing. We don't but, normally do the news, but no. Well, we're gonna we, keep going. Okay, let's keep going because we haven't had a chance to fully discuss. Uh, the chaos that is uh, Russia-Ukraine. Russia-Ukraine. And uh, you don't like touching uh, the political. I don't. Uh, not not by, um, by choice. Yeah. And that's not geopolitical. Like, it's yeah. just political in general. I don't like our po- politics. I don't like the politics of other countries. Now, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, so I'm going to ask you it publicly in front of everybody. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, is it you don't have an opinion on politics or it's just not something you care to talk about i just think i i do have an opinion and as you know i teach history and social science so like Mm -hmm. it's you know it's kind of part of the gig right uh but i think a lot of the influence comes from my family like Mm. we never talked about politics my entire life growing up like i don't I don't know that my parents have ever voted in an election. Well, then who do they blame for all their problems? They don't blame anyone. <sighs> they just take care of it. Okay. So th- there is like that piece of things too that I feel like I am kind of like subconsciously like drawn towards. Like mm-hmm. you can't have a scapegoat all the time. Or you can, like people do or they try to. Gosh, especially right now. It's super annoying. I'm like... <laughs> It's like my favorite, my favorite thing is, you know, it's always, especially right now, it's like gas prices. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Not buy the gasoline? No, you buy the gasoline. You're going to buy the, so, yeah. so shut up. Guess what else you can buy? You can buy funny little stickers on Amazon. I know. I've seen those. <laughs> They're pretty funny. Yeah. But I, I think that's part of it. Like we didn't grow up in a household and not that my parents, like maybe they were just too busy yeah. for politics. Like. I, I do kind of feel like, and you probably agree, politics is kind of a hobby. It is, and it's also uh, only, it's something you can do if you're not working your butt off. And that was my parents, right? Like, they're yeah. starting, my dad's starting his own business, and my mom helping in kind of getting that off the ground and doing that. Like, those were the least of our concerns. Right. Nobody is coming home at five right. to and watch like watching news. the news. Right. And 
I don't know. I feel like that kind of got into me a little bit. And I also, I'm a very uh, people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I don't like confrontation. That's interesting because you confront me. Well, we're different. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But to normal stuff. And I just feel like politics, you know, that's yeah. the thing, right? So yeah. I don't talk about it. So geo- geopolitically, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but a little country uh, called Russia decided that they wanted to uh, take the land of a smaller country, Ukraine. Yes. And, you know— We're I, a little late to the party, by the way. We are late to the party. but um, And again, I never know the comfort level of, of politics, but we are going to keep this in the realm of geopolitics. And I talked to you about this when you came in today. Uh, Mark and I actually read a book years ago uh, from an author, Tim Marshall, and it's Prisoners of Geography, 10 Maps That Explain Everything About the World. And I think this book came out in 2017. And I went back and, and read through a section involving Russia. Because they break it up into areas. In they the book, do. Which and is what great. was surprising is of all the areas for this book to start with, they started with Russia. Yeah. Russia, and, it's pretty, and, it's, and it's pretty dense, that, he, that chapter. Yeah. And he, this author predicts that uh, Russia is going to come for Ukraine at some point. Yeah. And, and when it, it happened... I might have blinked a split second faster and said, that sounds right. So what was a larger surprise, the Will Smith slap or the attack of Russia into the Ukraine? For sure, the Will Smith slap. <laughs> like, it's not, even a, it's not even close. And maybe that's also one reason, and I don't want to, like, you know, sit on a high horse in an ivory yeah. tower. Like, I know everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you study history long enough, and there are answers to every question. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Tim Marshall, who wrote the book— he, he's not, you know, some... He's not Nostradamus. Right. We're not predict. Thank you. We're not predicting, like, something in, like, wow, I can't believe they got it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, the blueprint was already set. Yeah. And it was just, you got to get the right people. It's chess. You got to get the right players in the right spot at the right mm-hmm. time, and then it's going to happen. Well, and one of the things, um, when, when something like this happens, there's religious implications there's cultural implications and 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 you know color right you know and people start wondering well why are these people doing these things and i love the argument well it was their land first it's the best argument it's the most elementary argument ever at which point somebody says russia didn't own the ukraine and then you have to go back before america had been colonized and explain to people that this Eastern Central Europe Slavic community, which pretty much moved through Western Europe and Eastern Europe and, and, and through parts of Asia, was the, is it Kiev Rusk? Kiev. 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 I, call, I always called it Kiev, Okay. Uh, which I thought was kind of a cool name, but they're mm-hmm. definitely calling it um, Kiev, which I'm like, that doesn't sound Kiev. nearly as cool. By the way, I will predict on this podcast, Kiev will be the most popular boy name in 2024. Ooh, that's a hot take, but I like it. Yeah. And Ruski for the girls. <laughs> Sounds very feminine. So, um, what was your reaction? Well, cuz you you uh, you tend to go over the top. I do, and because of politics and covid and that sort of thing, I've decided to take a step back. I have noticed that. Yes, I'm not nearly as reactive to to these things, and I just want to watch um, don't you feel a little better? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't want to tell you that it has a lot to do with your advice and your mm, influence on me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I prefer it to has, hear it that way. Yes. And our friend Shane, who mocks me when I yes. have a, uh, 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 an insane reaction. 
So I just kind of sat back and watched for a second. And people are saying, well, we need to jump in there and help the Ukrainians. Of course, my question is why? Well, what the Russians are doing to them is awful. Why? Well, you can't just go into some country and bomb it. Why not? We, we do it all the time. Sure. Um, and it turned into this situational ethics sort of problem. And then it's, well, I, if the, wait, the Russians are full of disinformation, so maybe this is disinformation, and they say that the Ukrainians are allowing neo-Nazis to be a part of the uh, democratic process. It was so messy that I just had to take a step back. You ever cleaned out your junk drawer? Sure. You have to because it won't close after a while. <laughs> but when you clean out the junk drawer, you have to take all the junk out. Yeah. And you make a bigger mess before you can organize the junk drawer. And I think the geopolitics of the Ukraine, is it the Ukraine? Or opposed to a Ukraine? <laughs> One of many? But Ukrainian? Ukrainian. The, the Ukraine. Have you ever heard the Ukraine? I don't know what else you would say. Right, but I've never said the America. Oh, but Ukraine. So the, the the ninety nine, the forty one. Yeah, but we do that. Most but, people think we're weird. But is is it the Ukraine or is it just Ukraine? I think it's Ukraine. Okay, back or to that. the Ukrainian people. Got it. Now, as you're watching this stuff unfold, the hardest thing at least in my mind, again, not the disinformation, but just watching how terrible our media outlets are. Mm-hmm. Like 2022, and it's still a garbage fire, <sighs> trying to figure out what's real, what's not real. Oh, I reported on that too soon. Oh, that image is from a video game. Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> are you being serious? Yeah. There I... was footage that was released from video games, I think on NBC? Oh, my gosh. Well, I A came- major news outlet. I know that for sure. Well, and I came across a link from a major, not a news outlet, but a news hub online. And this guy is proclaiming that it's all a farce. Oh, my gosh. It's all staged. It's so annoying. Right. Um, but I will. So I'm, I'm sad for the Ukrainian people. I am sad because... To, to be invaded, I mean, those are that's a sovereign country. They have their politics, their faith, their family, their economy. And the invasion by the Russians has completely decimated the land and the makeup. And as far as I can tell, it's just a land grab. And he might say, uh, Putin might say, it's to bring the, the Kiev, Rusk, the homeland back together. But a lot of it, too, has to do with Russia wants to really become a, a major superpower again. Um, and when you look at Russia, you were the one that talked about um, choke points, right, mm-hmm. and shipping lanes. They do not have a deep, warm water port. They are pumping out a ton of natural gas and gold and palladium, iron, copper. Uh, and it's not easy to get this stuff out. And the easiest exit for exporting is the Black Sea. Yeah, it, it has a lot to do with geography, mm-hmm. right? Which, again, is the reason for that book. And also, it, it's one of the age-old you know, things as we look at people who are taking over other countries, people that are invading. You do it for a couple of reasons, right? Either mm-hmm. economic or tradition. And this gets both. 
Yeah. Right. And you know, early on, those those that know were sort of making pretty similar um, comparisons to what Hitler did in World War II. This idea that we're just bringing back land and bringing back people that used to belong to us. Mm-hmm. We're we're taking the Sudetenland. We we need a little bit more living space. We're we're doing all these things. The exact same argument. The people there are Russian. They speak Russian. They wish that they were a part of this. Right. Right. And that's, again, why we don't really see, like, a huge shock from the community who knows their history. Like, there is no more messy area. Like, the Soviet Union, the Eastern Bloc, the Cold Mm -hmm. War, like, it ruined those countries in Eastern Europe. I think I've made the joke before. Like, those are not the countries on your top 10 countries to visit list for vacation. All the countries that border Russia, they have all basically been sort of stuck in this time warp and they have been, it's been really hard for them to develop. Similar to what we talk about in Africa and some of these other areas, colonizing countries, colonizers are going to colonize. Like that's what they do. They're going to try and hold you down. You really just said that. Yo, colonizers be colonizing, dude. <laughs> don't don't hate the colonizer. Don't hate, hate, hate the, the, game. the game. It is the game. So and here here's one of the things that really bothers me though, because uh, in America we have taken our politics and we've we've moralized it. I'm a Republican and I have the moral high ground because of X. I'm a Democrat and I have the moral high ground. But when you look at that European map, and back in '49, we uh, there's NATO the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and we, we, we peel off a piece of Western Europe, and the Warsaw Pact. Are you impressed? Are you impressed with my history? I am very history? impressed right now. Also, did you just listen to my lecture that I gave yesterday? Because that's what we talked about. And how would I have heard your lecture? I, I don't know. I feel like you're hot wiring in or <laughs> no, something. No, 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 no. I, I got mm. it all up here. Um, but there was a little line. There was, there was Western Europe, there was Eastern Europe, and then there was a Central Europe, and it was kind of a no-man's land. And then one by one, NATO plucks off Central Europe countries, and it even plucked off a few uh, northern eastern, Belarus. 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 Yeah. But America really liked the Ukraine as a buffer. It's a big buffer. Yeah. Um, So we don't want to have a NATO-allied country with a big fat border up against Russia. And neither does Russia. Right, but when Russia comes knocking on the door and Ukraine's part of our gang, our NATO gang, we have to answer that call. Um, And let's be honest, it it looks like the Ukraine's gonna hold this one out. I hope so. But if Russia were to get deep into the Ukraine, now you're looking at Poland. Now you're looking at Romania, you're looking at Armenia. which those countries also have had their fair share of mm-hmm. historical issues when it comes to colonizers right? and it comes to invasions. Um, so I would encourage people, uh, before you have a solid opinion as to who is 100% right and who's 100% wrong, you definitely need to know your history on this one. Yo, are you pro-Putin right now? No, I'm, I'm down with the poo-poo. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he's done. Uh, thoughts on Zelensky? Uh, so do do, do, you, do you hate the, the the heroism or do you embrace it? No, I'm I'm becoming less of a fan of the propaganda. He's kind of gangster. He is now. Do, do I understand correctly? He is of Jewish ancestry, 
Andy was a former comedian. Yes. Okay, yes and yes on both of those? I believe both are yes. I know and, the comedian part. Or yet, actor. Actor slash comedian or something like okay. that. Okay. And was he funny or was he... That I don't know. I don't speak. You're, I know. My you're late, so talented. I know. My Rosetta Stone is not there yet. <laughs> so, but what I, what I did think was gangster was Biden offered him a ride out of Ukraine. And he goes, I don't need a ride. I need ammo. So good. And I don't know if somebody wrote that script for him. But it was just, it was a great move. So there's, I've, I've watched a couple of interviews, not of him, but of just the Ukrainian people. And that sort of said, sentiment is universal across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, they're doing this interview and a bunch of people, you know, they're trying to evacuate as many people as possible through these trains. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, a lot of the other countries have let people in. Um, and they go and they interview this woman. And she says, uh, she asked her, like, why aren't you leaving? And she goes, I live here. Tell them to leave. Just so like woman? straight, yeah, just straight face. She goes, I'm not leaving. And I was just like, dude, that type of attitude of mm-hmm. just like, he's in the wrong. Yeah. This is my house. You need to go is so good. Now, I, I love the, the patriotism. I love the gangster that's also not the sort of personality you want to live in a home with. So I can't imagine what it's like when, when you and that, that missus get into a fight oh, it's at home. She's winning every time. Yeah. So I, I as long as they're on that side of the Atlantic, I Feel really good. love the sentiment. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I want that in my neighborhood. Well, the newest thing that just came out yesterday is as, you know, we're still going on this. And as yeah. Russia retreated... One of the things that was reported, I think it was this morning or maybe it was yesterday, um, they were finding um, evidence of war crimes, of right. civili- dead civilians on just the side of the road, finding um, sort of reports of potentially uh, sexual assault yes. issues. And the Russians are saying that that's fake, that's fake news, that's mm-hmm. propaganda done by the Ukrainian government. They're just trying to make us look bad. Ukraine's like, why would we do that? Like, this is what it is. Here's the images. Right. So we are still in the midst of, like, what's true, what can be trusted, and what's not. And mm-hmm. and that makes it really hard. Um, you know, there's his side, her side, and the truth, right? So yeah. as we look at any issue, especially one this big, the only thing we could really hope for is uh, – a stop of violence mm-hmm. and some sort of amicable agreement as to how we can move forward. Yeah. Like, there, like no one wins. It's like war. Like no one wins. Right. Well, and I, I got it. We got a friend of ours who's going to be retiring here soon, and uh, he's put taking stuff off of his walls, and he's got a poster. Everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. Have you ever seen that poster? No. Oh, okay. It's good. Sounds yeah. good. Um, and there's a thing, you know. It's like you know, wash your hands. Um, you know, be nice. Don't take things that don't belong to you. Put things back where they belong. And I want to I want to call it poo poo and say, hey, you know, I get it. Historically, you guys have some some claim here, but you got no business being in somebody else's country. Yeah. Why don't you try to you, you sort out your house? And if you want to play with the Ukrainians, then you need to figure out a way to, to ask nicely. Right. And so I I don't know. We'll we'll keep watching obviously to see yeah. what happens here, but hopefully. Um Hopefully they can come to it. But I just feel like we yeah. need us to at least comment we on it. We had to it. comment on it. And I'll tell you something right now. Um, because we're not buying oil from either country, does the 
media, industrial, political, complex care? I don't think so. No. But here's what I will say. I'm a silver lining guy. People are finally, I think in some, well, some people are beyond saving. But some people are finally learning. Says the silver lining guy. I know. (laughs) Some people are finally learning how the world really works. Mm -hmm. If I have to hear one more person say, well, you know why the prices are so high. Well, you know why this is happening. And they come up with just this like nice, neatly wrapped little box as if one thing ever makes the decision Mm -hmm. of anything that happens globally. They are learning where the price of gasoline actually comes from. Right. It it is not the guy selling oil on the corner in a barrel and he just decides to make more money that day. Yeah. Like there are costs to refining. And, And I will shout out major news outlets who are trying to play a part in helping people understand the complexity of what we're doing. No one ever thinks about gas until gas is too high. Like there's a huge industry and many hands that come together to help us Mm -hmm. to be able to travel far distances and run these cars. And the only time that you care is when you're paying more than you used to pay. Well, and again, uh, years ago I, I, I came, I got turned on to this idea of buy locally. You buy local, you support local businesses, and if you get that buy local mentality going, you're going to start seeing prices coming down. Um, I think the same applies to our energy, the same applies to our food, the same applies to our manufacturing. Um, We are heavily dependent on other countries to provide what they say they're going to provide at a price they promised, and war messes that up. And it always has, and it always will. But someone's making some money. For sure. Yeah. In fact, we should in, we should investigate who's making the money. Mm. How's that sound? Yeah, I'll get right on that. I'm okay. sure it's a really clear Google answer. Hey, uh, it's, I mean, I'm glad to be back, but kind of heavy. Super heavy a to lot start. Of, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I hope that we were able to uh, get some people to think. Uh, maybe they can comment. I'm how, sure they just knew our, they just wanted. How do people comment again? Uh, it's called Instagram. Okay. You can comment on our Instagram. And then do you have to buy a forever stamp? No, you don't. There's no stamps. <laughs> but here's a free plug. Make sure you follow us at The Common Counterpart. Um, I got some wisdom. Please drop the wisdom of the week. Uh, this comes from Herbert Hoover, who says that older men declare war, but it is the young that must fight and die. And Zelensky was ready to fight. Oh, absolutely. So we're, th- th- I mean, Putin was not. No, he ain't going in. He is very far. Mm-hmm. So. It's easy for him because he's not the one out there. And, you know, to piggyback on that, like, there are a lot of Russians who don't know what they're doing. No. They they cannot tell you why they are fighting this war mm-hmm. or what this is going to They do. were told it was an, uh, an uh, military, military exercise. exercise. Uh, and some were told that the neo-Nazis had, had invaded parliament and taken over the country. And this is what happens when there's too much of a disconnect between mm-hmm. the top and the men that are actually out there dying. And by the way, if you see Putin rolling in on a grizzly bear... With a flamethrower, it's photoshopped. Not real? It's not. I just, I think it's going to be more propaganda. What about him on the horse? No, you know what? I don't know how old he is, but I know about 40-something years old. Uh, your muscle tone does not maintain. Uh, I, I think Poo Poo's had a little... Uh, Yo, have you seen Rocky Four? Okay, you I, think he's not getting juicy yeah, with I, all I, the rest of them? I think he them? is so juiced and jacked and Botox because... It's Icarus, that, baby. Oh, 
Come for, on now. For another time, Icarus. Another time. Another time. Hey, Mark, it was good talking with you. Uh, let's not, don't be a stranger, okay? Let's, uh, let's, let's do this more often. I know. We'll make it happen. <laughs> okay. Well, hell, thanks, thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, hope to see you guys or let you guys listen to us real soon. See you. Bye.